Welcome to the Save by Mother Earth podcast. I'm your host, Heather Webster, and every week I come to you to talk about self-connection through spirituality and nature immersion. Today, I have the great honor of interviewing Suzanne. Suzanne is a seasoned writer with a huge zest for life. She believes in helping others construct their own personal high-rises within their own lives, personally and professionally. So without further ado, here's the interview with Suzanne. So welcome, Suzanne. Welcome to the Save by Mother Earth podcast. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. Very blessed. And uh, hope you're doing well today, too. I am. I am. So one of the things I always have guests start off is kind of telling their story and how it kind of finishing with how it relates to self-connection. It's, it's been a powerful journey for me. In fact, um, in June, I turned 50. So that was like a big pivotal moment for me at just looking back on the first half of my life and where I am today. And self-connectedness and spirituality and everything, it, it's at a level now that it's just so deep. And I want to keep going deeper and deeper with it. But it My journey, as my mom has always said, is very circuitous, a lot of detours, but it it ultimately led me to where, you know, like my destination, but of course it's not final destination. I keep going and going, but um, I know one of your passions is about nature. And and I have to say like my, my introduction to nature started at very young age at six years old. And um, I, one of my favorite, favorite places in the world is Lake George in upstate New York. And I love the Adirondack Mountains and um, nature just really spoke to me. I mean, I I was always fascinated with mountains and water and it it was so healing for me. And I had a childhood filled with um, a lot of illness. Um, I had very severe childhood asthma and being in nature, um, writing, being very creative, I guess like at that time I was really working on self-connection, although I wouldn't have defined it at that, at that time, but I got to be very comfortable with being alone, having solitude because being in the hospital, I had to be in an oxygen tent back then. And it, I wasn't always able to see family. So I, I had to find ways to be okay with that. And as I got into childhood and then my teenage years and even early adulthood, I always wound up going to nature to, to get healing. And it, it's continued. It, it's just been like any time that I need to reconnect, I just, you know, I really just look at, okay, you know, there's so much out there and I get the answers from that. So I mean, there's so much more to it, but I mean, it's just that it's always been such a healing part of my process. And I'm glad I had that a long time because it really like when you self-connect, I mean, you find the answers within you, you really do. And, And I'm just so grateful for everything that was to lead me to that. Oh, I love that. And I love how you talked about how you get the answers, especially when you're outside and how you use that as a way to cope and heal through such a traumatic experience as a youth, being separated from your family and being in a hospital, just being in a bed alone, not to mean like not even to imagine like being in an oxygen tent 
where you can't have that intimate connection, even with the nurses or doctors or anybody there it must have been so hard. And I love how you talked about how you reconnected to nature and you also used writing and creativity. So can you speak more to your writing and it, did it, do you do regular journaling or do you sit down and just write? Like, how do you, what's your process there? I started writing at a very young age. And again, it was one of my healing processes that I did when, because after I would come home from the hospital, I would be home for a while from school. And, um, you know, there were some other things going on in my life too. Like I, because of my illnesses and um, other situations, I was bullied a lot and, you know, made to feel like that I was weird that I, I mean, that, you know, and I was shy, <laughs> you know, like I was introverted. And so during my childhood, it, it, it just was really hard for me to deal with what was going on all around me. So I just would start writing and like in school, like anytime we did something to do with writing, it, it, it just, it, it, I connected to it. I really connected to it. And what I did was at, at my house, I would just go in my room, they got a notebook and I would just start writing stories about characters. I, I would, you know, in fact, uh, it's funny because I played with color forms and different things and I would make stories about them and pretend that they were nice people. And, you know, like I started envisioning a different life for myself and it just really helped me cope. And then as I got into, you know, later in life, I just always resonated with that writing. And <laughs> some friends of mine and I would start having writing parties where we'd, start writing a story and I would write a part and they would write a part. And I was just like, you know, I really want to write a book someday. <laughs> and I was an avid reader. That was another escape for me too. Like I started um, Judy Bloom, Nancy Drew, all, all of those, you know, I, I just loved it. So, um, you know, anytime like I had an opportunity and then in high school, my English teachers loved my writing. And then in college, I had majored in English, and then I wound up um, uh, switching to special education to teach. And my life, again, took circuitous journeys, but I never gave up on my writing. And I always had that, that dream of wanting to manifest about writing a book. I, I just always wanted to. And in 2016, I had my first professional opportunity to be part of a compilation. And then it led to, <clears throat> excuse me, my solo book, which is a series and based in Lake George. <laughs> and again, it's, you know, involving about somebody who is recreating and rebuilding their life after a life-changing event, which it's based on my story, but, you know, it's got fiction in it and everything. But um, then it led to me becoming an editor, freelancer, proofreader, and I'm still writing. I've done, um, you had asked about the journaling. Like I, I do that, um, I, you know, with, even just like trying to um, visualize my goals and everything, I do write down. Like I believe in the power of the written word. I believe in speaking it out because it's a connection for me. And when we're, we really want to manifest something in our lives, we have to connect to it and not just say it. <laughs> and when I write it down too, it's like there's an energy being taken from the, the pen or the laptop, whatever you're using to write and you just feel that energy going through and, and transforming into the words. And, 
you know, and I, I've been so blessed to help other writers and authors get out their creativity and helping them to connect. And it, it's, I love the creative process. I mean, and again, like if you look out at nature, like that inspires me because, and I was thinking about this the other day, like when I look at a tree and a lot of the trees, like the branches are like upward. And it just made me think about, that's how we're supposed to like look at life and embrace life. Like look, look up, look inward, and then like always like branching out for that help. And it really like spoke to me. And the way nature goes from small to big, <laughs> you know, and I love it. Like you take a little grain of sand and it makes this whole beach and ocean floor and a drop of water becomes part of an ocean or a lake. So that's how I just, I view my life. And I didn't always do that. I mean, I, it was tough. Like I was always on survival mode and, and just like, well, I'll take whatever just to keep going. And now it's like, no, there, there's so much more to it. And I just turned to nature to, to really get those answers and my spirituality, my faith is huge. So it's, um, you know, in my writing, that's what really comes out. There is so much passion behind your word. I love it. I, there's so much I could like grasp off of from what you said, like starting back to like when you are being bullied as a youth and how you use that time is like, let me get into my writing. Let me take color forms and then write about the characters. Right. And for anybody who doesn't know what color forms are because they're younger, go and look them up. Um, they're pretty cool. I think they're coming back in style actually. They are, yeah. <laughs> Um, and so that idea of like using creativity to kind of write your story, but also making it fictional, I mean, non-fictional as well, and trying to kind of mold that to kind of, like you said, as an adult, you know, of it as like manifestation, but as a youth, you are probably doing that as well of kind of bettering your life by writing these stories about what was going on and just there's something about when you're talking about kids, like they are so good, either depending how they are with creativity and they expressed, I worked as a early childhood educator for a while and you're talking about special ed, right? So if you watch kids play, whether they're painting a picture, writing a story or building with blocks, they're playing out their life. And it sounds like that's exactly what you're talking about is you are kind of playing out your life in words on the paper. And that just has built and built and built and built. And now looking at it as kind of this manifestation piece. And then that that's so powerful. And I talk to clients all the time about journaling and how important it is to kind of have a regular practice of writing. And it doesn't have to be maybe sentences if they just if they're not a writer and they like to just do bullets but that power of that written word that you said mm -hmm. of that power of just being able to like put pen to paper do you find there's a difference if you type versus if you write yes and it's interesting you ask that because even though i do most of my writing with um, you know, my laptop, I do have many notebooks and it, there's something when you're grasping a pen and you're using that physical process of actually writing something down. And when you're handwriting or printing, I mean, it, it just takes in that whole energy of like, okay, what is it that 
I'm trying to get from here <laughs> to here into, you know, what, what you're writing in, in your words. And, and, and I've always been obsessed like with stationery and pens and notebook paper <laughs> and everything as a kid. And I love writing in different colors and, and that allows you to, to be creative and like, I'll write things in purple and different cool colors. And, and it, it just does something for you with, you know, when you're looking at all of these different words and, and it's like, Hey, you know, like if I can like create and I can write these words on paper, then what else more could I do with this? And I mean, and not that you can't do that on, on a computer, but again, it's just something about having a physical object in your hand and you're putting it down in this blank space and you have something there that's uniquely yours and you can do whatever you want with it. And so I just think it's, even though, like, again, most of my work is done on a computer, I still always have that notebook to write things down. I keep one with me wherever I go. If I receive that inspiration, I write it down because I don't want to forget it. Cause that's another thing too. Like I might think of something and then like an hour later, Oh, what was that? <laughs> so if I write it down, I have something that I can look back to and be like, Oh yeah, I remember that. So speaking of that, one of my biggest challenges is I come up with ideas and thoughts in the worst timing. Like it's the worst in, inopportune time, but it makes sense why they come to me. Like when I'm driving or in the shower or how do you kind of go about like remembering or how do you document those kind of things? Cause that's usually the time when you're like, I always bring a journal now when I hike, because I've learned that when I go out and nature, things come to me. So write it down. But do you have any techniques? Like maybe when you're driving in the car and you're like, Oh my gosh, that would be a great thing for the book. Or, Oh, that's great thing that I need to remember. And I can't stop the car right now. I'm on the highway and I can't like, what do you do in those moments? I will definitely pray that I have the ability to remember. And then I will take like keywords with something to try to remember like, okay, if I, if I don't remember the, the full thought at that moment, I can just focus on a keyword with it. And then if I keep repeating that to myself, it'll keep that pressure in my mind. So that definitely helps or some kind of phrase within it. So really just trying to, to stay focused on that thought until I'm able to get to that place where I can write it down or do something with it. Because I, I find that if I think of this thought and then I go on to another thought and another thought, it gets drowned out. So really trying to stay present oriented. And um, I've been, another thing, I've been involved in meditation a lot. So I will like meditate on that thought or that phrase or that key word and it keeps me in the present and that really helps me. I love that. I love that idea. And I was just thinking like if, if you align it with like an area in where you're driving, almost like, oh, okay, I just drove by the Shell gas station and I thought this, maybe it would be like kind of key, but I like that idea of kind of keeping a word in your mind and then also remembering to actually write it down when you get yes. there. <laughs> I also wanted to build off that part where you're talking about being out in nature and like looking at the trees and how they are building up. Right. And in life, it's so true that we're really in this moment of kind of like, there's so much opportunity out there where we can branch off. So has your so kind of going back to like the writing and that kind of stuff and like branching and trees, has, have you found that your writing has branched as you grew? Like, 
are you kind of going in different areas? What, what's your genre like? It, it is. I, I primarily do like inspirational, motivational writing. Um, I've done travel writing and I'm actually looking into exploring some other areas and, you know, definitely like looking into the, um, the spirituality part of it. And, you know, I'm always looking for ways to, to challenge myself and, um, the publisher that I freelance for, she gives me many opportunities to, to do that. So it's definitely branching out where I'm starting to feel like even more creative to want to do these things. So yes, I mean, it's definitely branching out and I am reaching higher for my writing goals. That's so great. And you were talking about travel writing. I know that's a big part of kind of your, like this inner tour guide Mm -hmm. idea. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yes, I, I love travel. I have been so blessed to be able to, to travel to a lot of states. I've been to a couple different countries and I love the experience of it. And it, it's funny because I worked in the hospitality industry for 13 years. And when guests would come, well, people would come to not necessarily to reserve, but they're asking about the place, you know, at the motel and, and, and like, I look at it, it's not just a, uh, a room. They're, they're not just getting a room. Like I wanted them to have the whole experience. And I do this like within my writing, because many people have said to me that I feel like I'm there <laughs> when I'm reading like what, what you wrote. So if somebody were to come to me and say like, okay, like I, I need this room, like with a, you know, two double beds and whatever, but I'm like, okay, you know, let me show you. And then as I'm doing that, I'm telling them, oh, by the way, we're across the street from the ocean. We have this big amusement park next to us. And so, <coughs> excuse me, I'm creating this story for them. And I want them to feel like, and this is like when I go traveling, I don't want to just like go to a place. I want to feel that story with it. I want to meet the people. I want to see what the culture is. I want to see like, what is it about this area that is just so special and, and unique. So, and, um, and I transfer that into the business that I've been, you know, working on building is that th- there's the story and the creativity and that branching out and everything that it's not just whatever the product or service is, like it's the whole experience. It's that taking that grain of sand and make it into a beach or drop a water and make it into an ocean. And, and there's just so much potential with that. So travel, it, it, it just to me, like when you go to a different place, even if it's within your own state, I mean, there's just so much to learn. I'm still discovering areas in New Jersey that I'm like, I didn't know that was there. <laughs> so it, it's just opening your mind and being willing to connect with anything that's maybe different from what you thought about. Right. And that's so beautiful because I think a lot of people, they, they might say, okay, I'm going to go to this new location. I'm just going to jump on TripAdvisor and see where did everybody else go versus kind of, and, and like you said, especially now people might not be traveling as far, but maybe there's somewhere, even in your own town. I know there's places in my town I'm still discovering because <laughs> yeah. I just moved here a couple of years ago and being able to just get in the car and write that story for that day. Uh, where are you going to go? Where does your intuition say you should go? Um, versus being like, okay, well on Monday, I'm going to do this. On Tuesday, I'm going to do this. On Wednesday, I'm going to do this. It's like, 
what is the story I'm going to make for the day? Exactly. If that's such a beautiful idea in that it doesn't have to be the same as your friend who went to that same location. Exactly. And, and again, it keeps you in that, that present oriented in a mode where it's like your story for the day. You don't have to think about what's going to happen the next day or the next week. And you can really appreciate like what's in front of you at that moment. Right. Cause everybody hates getting to the end, like reading the end of the book before they <laughs> might want to, right. You might want to go to the last page and see, did they end up together? Uh-huh. Did they end up in that location? But you never want to do that for your own life, for sure. Even if people do say they want to know, it's like you can never know. And every day with your own free will, you get to choose what are you going to do? And that might change the ending of the story. Right. It's so. One of my my favorite sayings, and I actually included this in a uh, compilation that I wrote, is that you're your own X marks the spot. And I mean, so many times, you know, we, we seek, um, you know, answers and validation from other areas or other people, but, you know, that treasure you're seeking, it's like within you. I mean, that X is with, within you. And, um, and again, with that self-connectedness we were talking about, I mean, we, and this is something I've been learning through my own spiritual journey with, um, meditation and, and Reiki and just, you know, opening myself up and especially through nature again, is that looking at how nature works from small to big. And we have all this energy and untapped potential within us. And we're not always taught to, to look into that. It's like, well, you'll find your, your worth in your job or you'll find this or that, you know? And, and it's like, no, I mean, your worth and success and everything is, is within you. And when you're able to discover that treasure and bring it up. And I mean, there's nuggets and nuggets of opportunity within you. And it's not always, it's not always that one thing. You're not looking for just like that one piece of treasure. There's, there's unlimited treasure there. And, And that's what's so wonderful about life is that I mean, it's like with a snowflake, there's no one, there's no two snowflakes alike. So how can we think that there's only one path of life when, I mean, there's so many wonderful paths and we can just keep discovering them as we go on. Oh my goodness. You just said so many different like nuggets. So for all you listening, I hope you had your pen out to write that Um, because so many things I know I wrote, you are your own X marks the spot um, because Yes, you are your own treasure. Mm-hmm. Stop going and searching for somebody else's treasure. And I just love that like idea of, because so many times, like you said, people say you are. So when you go to a get together with people, which you know I'm not doing really right now, but <laughs> if you do go to a get together with people, it's always like, oh, tell me about yourself. And they always, the first thing people talk about is their job. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, you are not your job. Now, if your job is your purpose and your passion, then maybe it works in, but it's like, what about talking about what you love and who you, what you enjoy, like who you are versus just being like, oh, well, I am a coordinator for this position or right. It's like, it's almost like that's a quick answer and it becomes the okay thing versus people getting to really know you 
And maybe it's a protective mechanism in a way of not having to get into that like deep connection right away because you just met them. It could be a societal thing, but yeah, we are our own treasure and really being able to get to know who you are. Yes. And it sounds like you've done that a lot through your writing, getting out in nature and really being able to explore. Yes, definitely. Yep. And uh, I keep going. <laughs> you know, there, there's many more nuggets to discover and uh, it, it's just building and building and I love it. So where do you find all your inspiration to write about? I take a lot of it really from my own journey and just, um, I, I mean, I've experienced a lot and I mean, I, I really love to look at the positive, but I also have to look, I call it the good and not so good. <laughs> so, um, because that's something too, like I really learned, um, especially these past couple of years that how we talk to ourselves and how we, you know, what we speak to is what we're going to attract in our lives. And I'm seeing that like so much now, like I'm really careful to how I phrase things because I, I don't want a lot of like negative sounding words in my vocabulary. So like, I'll say, instead of like the good and the bad, I'll say the good and the not so good, because even the not so good brought something into my life. And it may have, it may not have been welcome at that point, but I can look back on it and be like, okay, I understand now that I did have to go through that. And so I'll take like those life lessons and think about, okay, like, what is it that I can take from that to put in my writing. And then I also read, I, I'm an avid reader. Even when I was going to college, I would still, even with all the textbooks, I would still read like regular books. My professors were like, you know, you're crazy. <laughs> but, you know, I, I love to read. And, uh, you know, and I watch a lot of, um, you know, which I know at times like TV gets a, you know, a, a not so good rap, but I mean, I learn a lot. I look at documentaries. I look at, so many learning channels. So I'm always wanting to expand my own knowledge of things. So I take a lot of inspiration from that. I talk to people um, and I really get to know them, not just their job or something, because that is a big, a big pet peeve of mine too. Like first thing they say is, well, what do you, do? you know, where do you work? What do you do? And then it's, it's like, they classify it as like, oh, is that, you know, freelancing a real job? You know, <laughs> like, yes, it is. <laughs> it's realer than most, you know, because you have to, you know, it takes so much energy to write and, and be creative. And uh, I mean, I know after writing and editing for a few hours, like I, I'm like, my brain is mush <laughs> at mm -hmm. that point. So it takes a lot of energy. So, it, you know, it's like my inspiration just comes from so many sources and, um, and I'm, but I'm always learning and I'm, I'm always a student, even as I'm teaching. Yes. And I like how you were talking about, I, I too love watching documentaries. And I think there's a very difference between documentaries versus desperate housewives or the news, <laughs> right? It's like you can learn and you can also analyze what is true in the document, like watching different documentaries and seeing like, well, what is the story that really happened? And so one of the things the listeners might be thinking about is if they're interested in writing, I know I've even heard this from people when I talk about journaling and sometimes they're worried if they write down things on paper that loved ones or people that they're close to might get hurt if they see it. Yeah. 
And so you talk a lot about kind of how you written about kind of a little bit of your real story of things that have happened. Mm -hmm. How do you kind of balance that piece of being able to share kind of what, what's happened in your life, but also balancing other people's feelings and might, but wanting to be able to be authentic in your writing. I, I'm doing that actually in my uh, book series where it, it's funny too, because people will come up to me and be like, is that so-and-so? Is that about me? <laughs> so, I mean, like what I do is I, I created these characters and I mean, I'm very honest that the main character is based off of me, but there are still pieces of it that I've created for the main character. And so like, but what I do is like, I'll take, um, I will create these other characters. And even if they're inspired by people from in my own life, like there's an element of mystery <laughs> and, and some characters really aren't inspired by anybody. I know it's just something that I wanted to add to that piece. So th there really is a, a creative way of doing that. Like I'm able to get out a lot of what I've wanted to talk about in a way that nobody's really feeling uh, or, you know, like where nobody could under, you know, think about like, well, they might think it, but <laughs> they can't prove that it was about them or something like that. So it, it's been fun in a way because, you know, when people, you know, they'll be like, oh, I, I, that could be that, you know, <laughs> so it, it's, um, but, you know, it's been so healing because I know like what I wrote about, you know, people would come up to me and say like, you know, I went through that and I never thought of it that way. So I look at it that even if it might be uncomfortable in a way, like what I'm looking at is the inspiration behind it. And if I can use those parts of my life that were hard, that I can help people like, Hey, you know, I'm on the other side of it and it is possible. So with, with writing, I mean, you can create the characters as, as much as you want them and still find a way to be authentic with them. I love that. And I was just, it brought to me kind of to mind, like a lot of times, even when you're writing about yourself, you might be writing about kind of what your spirit is telling you. Right. So it could even be a whole nother character. It could be this like spiritual character that is like your sidekick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, we've been talking for a while and I could talk to you forever. I am like loving talking to you. So before we end, what are a couple, like two or three tips that uh, the listeners can do, even if they're maybe thinking about getting into writing or they want to kind of deepen their own self-connection that things that you do? The biggest thing is embracing who they are and looking at their own unique gifts and talents because I, I, it breaks my heart when I see people that they want to do things like either write a book or <clears throat> you know maybe become a musician or pursue something that and they've been told that oh well that's not practical or it's not realistic but it if you really believe in it and again that self-connection like you've got to believe in it you've got to be connected to it somebody out there needs your gift. Somebody out there needs your unique gifts and talents and, and stories. So, and I look at it that, you know, I don't want to feel like someday that if I didn't pursue this, that there's some people missing out on that. So 
I even if it gets tough at times, I'm like, I got to keep going because there's people out there that need that. So I'm definitely encouraging people to go after what you want, believe in it and, and connect to it. And also embrace the shift. Like we talking about like your own inner tour guide, take the detours. <laughs> and um, because you never know, detours can lead to places you never even knew were, were around. And I can, you know, I have so many examples of that happen, even in my own travel journeys. And I always say like, embrace the shift. And it may not make sense at that time. It may be very uncomfortable, but it can lead you into destinations you never even knew existed. And then there are going to be other detours. So I, I just look at it like, and you know, routes can change and that's okay. But there's always a route that's going to lead you to a higher destination and just keep keep taking, keep embracing the shift, being who you are. And remember that you're your own X marks the spot. You're your own inner treasure. And just, you know, just embrace that, resonate with it and connect with it and just go on and live your beautiful, blessed life and be a blessing to others. Oh my goodness. That was so beautiful. And it's funny. I wrote roots can change and I wrote roots as in tree roots. And you were talking about roots as in, um, like the roots you were on. And I was like, actually both work. <laughs> um, that is so, so beautiful and so powerful. So I hope you all enjoyed that tip because that or tips, many tips in that one. Um, that was beautiful, but where can listeners find you because they need to find you. They can find me um, on my uh, writer business page. It's under Suzanne Lavoy, which is my author name. And that's um, S U Z. A-N-N-E-L-A, V is a Victor, O-I-E. And then also um, on my Instagram, and my handle on that is Tourism Guru, Suzanne Lavoy. And also um, my biz site, which is um, www.highrisetourism.com. Awesome. And I will put all of those links in the show notes so they can just go and click right on them. Well, Suzanne, it's been such a pleasure having you here today. And I know I got a lot, so much out of your conversation in this interview, and I know the listeners will as well. So thank you for being here. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I loved it. <laughs> thank you. What an amazing interview with Suzanne. Suzanne, thank you so much for being on the Save by Mother Earth podcast. And for all you listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you're listening by iTunes, please feel free, if you like this episode, to leave a rating and review, which helps keep the podcast going and so others can find it. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And until next time, take care and sending off with love.